0: what up though? and welcome back to another installment of the black fridays podcast yes indeed is your favorite host denzel turner back on the mic and today i have a very special episode for you all as they all are special but this one a little bit more so and i'm gonna tell you why on this episode we are doing our first installment of flashback Fridays. Now what is Flashback Fridays you ask? During the pandemic when I started Black Fridays podcast, it started out as an Instagram live series where I was tapping in with unique black owned businesses, creatives and professionals. Now, what I would like to do is go back and dig through the crates a little bit because I feel like there were a lot of valuable information and interviews that I did during that time frame and represent them to you in a podcast format in case you missed out when these things were happening live. Now, for this particular interview, I had a chance to tap in with the illustrious Dr. Alante Whitmore. Now at the time, her PhD was pending. However, since our conversation that we had, Alante has been able to successfully defend her dissertation at Carnegie Mellon University and is graduating this spring with her PhD in civil engineering and public policy and I don't know about y'all but every college graduation that I've been to when the black doctor is announced on stage all the black people in the crowd whether they family or not goes crazy so that's what we're going to do for Alante right here congratulations on all your hard work and thank you for allowing us to add another black doctor to the community now, the reason that I wanted to tap in with Alante in this interview is that she is the creator of the Blackening Grad School podcast, where she was able to foster community through this podcast and also spotlight those who were currently in their graduate school journey or have already been through the trenches, the trials, and tribulations of grad school, and are now out in the world thriving. In this conversation, you're going to get a chance to learn a lot more about Alante's graduate school journey, how that led to her wanting to create community and develop the Black in the grad school brand, and also how she plans to use her PhD in order to change the world in the future. With all that being said, let's go ahead and throw it back and get into the first installment of the Flashback Friday series. Hope you all enjoy. Run my intro. Back. All right. My apologies. This is the, the second time that IG Live is hating on me. So uh, good. my apologies. But uh, I was just trying to go ahead and uh, give you the floor to let us know more about yourself, your what's background, right? what you're about personally. And then also, you know, what's your what's your profession? What's your career? Tell us, you know, more about your story.
1: Yeah, so what's up? My name's Alante, proud Detroit native, proud HBCU grad. That's kind of where I always start. Um, I am also currently earning a joint PhD in civil engineering and engineering and public policy at Carnegie Mellon, and I'm the creator and host of the podcast Black and in grad school. So that's kind of why I describe myself as like a PhD candidate, because that is my main thing when I'm focused on, I'm almost done with my program, and then um, I really get to uh express myself creatively through my podcast and digital community called uh, black and grad school
0: dope and uh definitely once again happy to have you here today um sure. as far as uh being a podcast host how does it feel to be on the other end now
1: the other end of what
0: the other end of so you are setting up the interviews and doing the interviews. How yeah, yeah, do you yeah. feel to be yeah on this side?
1: Oh man, I love it. Honestly, I'm always excited <laughs> to like be um to have conversations, right? Like that's what it is. Like just, you and I having a conversation when I have guests on the podcast, we're having a conversation. So I'm always down to
0: talk to dope folk. So it's always exciting. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, looking forward to continuing the conversation today. And uh mm-hmm. because we uh, we got shut down before uh, everybody go ahead and drop some uh, orange emojis in the comments. Show Alante mm-hmm. some love. Her favorite color is burnt orange. So we want to make <laughs> sure we uh, we uh, give her her flowers early. So uh, continuing on with uh, kind of like the questions that I want to ask you, yeah. What, as far as your, your program, tell us more about the PhD program that you're in. You're almost done during your last year. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that journey, what started it, and uh, what got you into the field of study that you're working on.
1: Yeah, so it's a winding road for me for sure. So I started. um, I decided to go to graduate school after I spent a summer doing research um, at my alma mater, North Carolina A and T. So if there's any Aggies in here, you know, show me some Aggie love. Um, And I had like literally was like, oh, I love doing research, like. I kind of really wasn't very much so into being an engineer. I thought it was cool, but I really enjoy teaching. Um, and then I discovered research, and I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, how do I do this? And literally had a conversation during lunch one day with an advice a professor in my department, and he was like, you get a PhD. And when I tell you, like, it was that simple, I mean... I was 19 at the time, so getting a PhD just sounded like another degree, right? I, I recognize mm. now it's way more detailed, <laughs> but I was literally like, okay, bet. I'm going to go get a PhD, and that started my trajectory, so my background is actually in agricultural engineering, so my bachelor's and my master's are in agricultural and biological engineering. Then I spent three years in Detroit um, working at Wayne State, running the McNair Scholars program. Then I... Um, decided I wanted to come back to school. So I was like, you know, I've always really enjoyed, like the work I've been doing before was like genetic engineering, kind of like biofuel production kind of work. But what I kind of kept finding myself pulled to even in the research space, is okay, this is fine and dandy. This is important. We know that this work is feasible, right? We're proving feasibility of certain like practices and creating things. How do we get the work that we're doing as researchers into the real world? And I still feel like that was still a role the engineers took. And so my brain was like, okay, public policy, right? That's how we get things into the public. And so I Googled, literally Googled engineering and public policy while I was at A&T. And I found this Carnegie Mellon program. It's like one of... It's, it's kind of the first of its kind in the U S there's starting to be more programs like this around the United States and there's a couple overseas, but we are like maybe one of like maybe 50 or so programs like this. And I was drawn to it. Didn't know nothing about no Carnegie Mellon, didn't know nothing about no Pittsburgh. I just thought it was a dope program. And so Um, I applied actually when I was leaving A&T, but at the time they really only admitted people who had like work experience coming back to school. Mm -hmm. Then I applied again. Um, when I was doing my, after I finished my master's, I had worked a bit, right? I had that experience and was really still pulled to the PhD process. And so, um, I applied again, got in, but they were like, well, you should do the, engineering and public policy but you should also do civil engineering because we're going to have you do autonomous vehicle research so i made a major pivot from like working in a lab like literally running experiments to now doing like computational modeling simulations that type of work it has been a hell of a journey (laughs) to switch from that skill set but i had the fundamentals of how do you develop a research agenda and all those things Mm. from my time at A&T and at Illinois. And that has brought me here. So to give you like one sentence of the work I do now, what I've spent the last five years doing is building a model that looks at where in a city needs better transit, like where can we improve transit? And then can autonomous vehicles, can autonomous shuttle public transportation, to more cost-effectively improve equity. So that's what I've been doing the last five years. It's been really exciting work. I really like it. I actually very much so enjoy the transportation space. And so that is where now my expertise lies.
0: That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> Can we get some uh, applause in the, uh, that's big time, in the comments? Go I ahead and show it. some love for that. Uh, and it's interesting that you say that or the type of work that you do, because yeah. I had to travel last week for work and I was mm-hmm. off Las Vegas and I, for the first time they had a, uh, a lift that was uh-huh. uh, pseudo autonomous. And yeah. so like it had like an assisted driver and he would drive it in. Once we reached like a certain uh, pathway, he like put it on autonomous mode and it like mm-hmm. stopped and braked in was aware of like all the vehicles around it. And then I used to work in automotive too. So right, I had, right. had to do a little bit of work surrounding autonomous vehicles. What does that look like for the future with these big automotive brands? So uh, really cool work that you're doing. And um, do you see yourself back in uh, back in Michigan doing that type of stuff? Cause you know, that's still the, uh, that's still the automotive capital.
1: Look, and that's I was just home this week guys people are like, you coming home, you come back home, and I'm like, I mean, if that's where the opportunity lies, I'm willing to go back home. like Detroit is a great place, and going back as an, as an adult was like amazing for me. I think when I left coming from high school, I was kind of like over it, but, mm-hmm. um go again, going back as an adult, I mean it just really revitalized my love for the city. And so if the opportunity presents itself, I'm totally open. But I'm also kinda looking forward to a new adventure. I have moved a lot. Uh mm-hmm. I'm not in my twenties anymore, but I moved five times in my twenties. And so I'm kinda used to it a little bit and so I'm I'm kinda hoping I can get a new adventure for a long time this next time. I ain't trying to move five more times but like, you know right. that's what I'm hoping to to experience. But if that's where I'm at, I'll be happy, to.
0: Okay. And okay. then uh, what What high school did you go to, by chance? I went Could to CAS. Heck, I went to CAS, of course. I <laughs> see a
1: couple of folks yeah. in here,
0: actually. Hey, yeah, they ain't here. I just, yeah. want, I just want you to hear you say it out loud. That's all. <laughs> just let people know where, you, where you're where coming from. Oh, for um, sure. So we talked about your PhD work and your journey uh, with that. Can you talk about, as you were going through, as you were still going through your uh, graduate program, what sparked the idea for Blackening Grad School, and then how did you build out the platform that you have now? Because I, for me, it was very when I got aware of like what you were doing in that space. Mm-hmm. It was very. Um, confident to, like, know, like, okay, because I was thinking, like, you know, grad school, you know, people do it all the time and Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z, but, like, being able to, like, hear different stories and see other people who, like, going through it the same time you are, it it really helps, like, really kind of recharge you, motivate you, and just let you know it's other people that look like you that's doing this, too. So how did all that come about?
1: Yeah, oh, man, cause from a really bad experience, right? You know, I think so many of us try to make beauty out of, like, really rough things that happen to us. So when I left a and T, I I had a terrible time doing my master's program. I was actually in a master's PhD program, um, and I left after my master's, and, like, that's a whole story, but it was just I was so unhappy, and I just felt like nobody really pulled me over pulled me to the side, and been like, or it just said like, "Yo, grad school is actually really hard." Yes, the academics are difficult, challenging. That wasn't the issue. It's just like the social require, not even requirements, but the, some of the social expectations, kind of that hidden curriculum that goes along with like being in a space like that i am a full-time student i've done both of my degrees full-time both of my graduate degrees full-time and so there's a a different dynamic when academia is literally your full-time job right and so i didn't know that and i didn't have family who could explain it to me and there's a language also that is a part of academia and and a vocabulary that just like isn't a part of my everyday vocabulary that's not how i talk that's not how i really Operate and so adjusting to that was really hard. And so, when I decided to come back to do my PhD, I had already spent these last three years getting a lot of professional training on grad school readiness as a McNair um, manager, as a program manager. And mm-hmm. then knowing that I was going to go through this experience as well, I was like, I want to I, I want to keep doing this kind of McNair-esque work of this grad school readiness. But I also um, want to encourage people and just tell, like, here's a version of a, of a journey. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what happened. And so I just grabbed my phone. At after orientation and just start to record my experience to record my thoughts and what was coming up for me. Um, I didn't really have a whole bunch of direction with the podcast when I started it. I, I wasn't thinking it would be um, to the scale it's at and that, you know, I would still be doing it. in my fifth year of my PhD program, I've just been very fortunate. I just need to get some encouragement along the way <laughs> that's like, Oh, y'all listening. Okay. Let me, bring another episode out next week then and then meeting and in, in interesting people and interviewing. And so, um, it's still a little bit inorganic growth. I'm starting to start to pull things together and starting to have a vision for black and grad school, but it just started as like, yo, I had a terrible time and I wish somebody told me, so I'm gonna tell you.
0: Yeah. And I can relate to that all too well. And I know it's other people in here that have master's degrees or, um, graduate degrees. And yeah, definitely. It's so many, so many things they don't tell you uh, yes. prior to even like, I, I think you had posted a video not too long ago. And it was about like, okay, you got accepted. Now, what, what's your process now? And that's something mm. like, for me, I just thought like, oh, okay, when I got into my program at University of Miami, thinking like, all right, I got in now okay, now I got to move myself. So just thinking it's that simple, but there's so many other outlying things that you got to do simply to prepare yourself for grad school, especially if you're leaving, like working and then going Mm -hmm. back to go full time. Like that's a whole nother beast in itself. So. so yeah, thankful that you are producing those resources and that information to do so. And you like a hundred, you almost like 150 episodes in or more than yeah, that. Yeah,
1: 150. I think today I dropped 154.
0: Yep. Wow, that's that's uh, that's what's up. Appreciate and it. Over how many years?
1: Uh, over four years. So it's been about <laughs> every week, uh, every now and then I'll take a break. And now that I'm writing my dissertation, it's definitely looking a little bit different. But I, I, I'm, I've tried my best to be very consistent. I, I really have tried.
0: Yeah. And what things have you picked up uh, being a part of the podcasting game now and doing it for uh, so many years? Uh, what things have you kind of yeah. understood along the way or learned along the way? Because I know you said you didn't have any directions. So, like, how have you kind of just built – on the platform?
1: I think uh, keeping it simple is like critical. I know that sometimes I think we can start something and have like this really grand vision and wanna do this and that and that. Um, and I'm someone who used to do that. like. I didn't say this before for for brevity, but black and in grad school was not my first forte into content creation. Like, I try to vlog, I live in Detroit. I try to vlog. I've tried to do this thing before, mm-hmm. and I just feel like podcasting as a medium was really um good for me because honestly even I had to put my eyebrows on today and then on some mascara and some lip gloss because I don't <laughs> I look raggedy. I'm engineering grass and I don't have to put on clothes, you know, look decent. Mm. So I knew like vlogging was gonna be hard for me. So one it was like being true to self about like how you can consistently create content and then also like even with the um with podcasting, just like people appreciate good quality doesn't have to be perfect studio quality you know this is not washington post i'm an indie podcast people enjoy good enough quality where it's crisp it's clean and then realness people want authenticity and i think that is something that a lot of us who are in graduate school who've been through graduate school know that that space just has like it doesn't feel real at least I can say for me, right, it, it never really felt fully real. I don't feel like I can show up as my full self there. And mm-hmm. so I think Black and in grad school allowed me and allows others who come on the show, who join the community to be their full selves, like being a scholar and and whatever else you are, uh, how you identify, being able to be your full self in a space, I think is really important. And so I've just tried my best to stay true
0: to that. And I, I feel you one hundred percent on like being able to bring your full self because I did not know how di- how much different Miami was from Detroit, and so when yeah. I went down there, being able to find you know the culture and, and find those spaces that was that was tough. Like right. you know I'm 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 definitely was the minority for sure one hundred percent, and then the surrounding area like it was just so hard to find different people in like Miami is, is very cliquish. So like if you don't, you know, get brought into a group, it's hard for you to meet new people. So sure. like navigating that was definitely a, a journey. But yeah, um, like you said, being able to understand like, man, I'm, I'm going through it. And uh, being able to identify with others who are going through it as well, how did they do it? How did they, you know, come out on top? So yeah, definitely important. And then as far as uh, you'll be finished with your program. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this academic year so number 1 shout out to that and second Perfect. of all <laughs> and then how do you how do you plan to continue to grow the platform post uh graduate
1: Yeah, I've got some things in the works now that I'm trying to, like, get together. I've been doing, uh, in in addition to the podcast, there's also the Grad School Success Summit. Next year will actually be the fifth summit, which is, like, wild. Like, the fact that it's been five years that Black men grad school has existed and the Grad School Success Summit has existed. And so I really want to, like, take that up another level like this year we had a virtual event platform next year I'm really hoping we have like a big keynote you know and just like seeing what can grow from that and and really building out a uh building out a network for grad students to kind of convene and be together and get things done so I've been doing that for a while, but like, I, I've been thinking about how can I bring that to scale? I just don't have the capacity, right, as a graduate student or a graduate student's budget to do all the things I envision. And so I'm just hoping I'll be able to have a little bit more mental bandwidth and then also like financial uh, runway to like help scale um,
0: what I've been doing. Definitely, and that, that support is vital too. So um, if you can uh, start to provide some type of bag to grad students or additional bag, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure they would eat that up because uh, exactly. I, I definitely would have because, uh, yeah, you you know, you know, you're in the trenches, yeah. you know how gets. get. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, as far as uh, you being a grad student and then having a the platform and then, of course, you know, it's a passion project, but then also you have business aspects to it. What is it like being able to, you know, have to be a full time student and then also having to run this platform?
1: Yeah, uh, now that I'm on year four, it's like, I have been able to operationalize certain parts of the business so that it's not on my hands. I'm learning the importance of delegation and it's actually carrying over into my research too. Like there are certain tasks. Like I'm not, I, I can delegate this to someone else. I don't have to be the one who's like emailing so-and-so do that. You know what I mean? So I think learning how to delegate, um, Also keeping the main thing, the main thing, right? Like, my passion project does it's very fulfilling, especially in moments where graduate school is not, right? Graduate school really can take chip away at your confidence. And so mm. blackening grad school I think has helped me maintain, right? Like okay, okay, I can't be that trash because folks
0: are <laughs> <listen, laughs>
1: you know, um I'm supporting people. I'm seeing people um hit milestones as a as parts of my community, as members of my community, um, but in the same breath. I have to remember, like, I can't talk about being black and in grad school if I'm failing my classes, if I'm, right. you know, not taking care <laughs> of my business. Right. Or right. I end up having to leave the program mm-hmm. for something within my means. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that helps me, like, stay focused. And then sometimes just having to be realistic about what can and can't get done with the podcast. But what I've learned with wanting to keep it going is that, all right, what can I what can I delegate to somebody else like what takes me a really long time to do that someone else is going to be really good at and like getting those things organized now it is not a perfect process for me just yet but I think I'm growing away from doing everything by myself and hustle 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 hustle, hustle, grind to Mm. I want to run a business right and I have a team of people that I trust that can excuse me, bring my vision to fruition. And I can pay them what they deserve to do that. Like, that's really Mm. important to me, too. So I think that has been... What's been really on my mind right now is I'm like getting ready to graduate and just like the podcast is growing and things are getting more pool more pools are happening on my time. It's like this is what I can or can't do. Um and and again the vision is I got to get up out of here. <laughs> so that I can <laughs> right. uh, talk about being black after grad
0: school. Exactly. Whatever. Right. Exactly. The next phase, which exactly. which totally makes sense. And speaking yeah. of vision, my boy meet said your glasses is fire and they're you know, I they're appreciate it. <laughs> Cartier, I'm sure they're Cartier. <laughs> nah, so.
1: they do uh, <laughs> fancy optical. I saw on TikTok. It's a Black-owned online boutique that I love. I always try to shout them out. So,
0: oh, that's dope. <laughs> I appreciate dope. it. Yeah, shout out to Black-owned. Yes. Uh, what would you say is the favorite part about what you do for the podcast, and then also, what would you say is your favorite part about being a grad student?
1: Okay. So favorite thing about the podcast, honestly, is the people like right now I'm actually doing like a community building series on my page about like how I've made friends in grad school or building community. And I have met just like the dopest people um, as a result. And it just, like, makes me really happy. Even though I'm an introvert, I'm, like, very much also a, a people person, like a one-on-one people person. And so I've, like, I've just been connected to, like, amazing people who pour into me. I get to pour into them. Seeing people hit milestones, that has been, like, really, really good for my soul as I've gone through my process and through my journey. Um My favorite thing about being a grad student is... You know, I am very jaded right now. <laughs> As I hit the end of this process, I'm like, ain't nothing. I like about it. But if I had to say something, I would say um, some of my work has actually been applied in the city of Pittsburgh. So mm. that has been really exciting to see, like what I kind of envisioned back when I was 19 and 20, like yes, the work we do is really cool and important and helpful, but how do we get it out in the real world? And seeing some of my work actually be carried out in in improving transportation and equity in the city I live in um, has definitely been like an exciting kind of byproduct
0: of this uh, experience. And then, so I'm sure, by both of these keeping you pretty busy, um, how do you, what's your daily routine like? So, like, when you wake up in the morning to when you go to when you go to bed, you know if you're sleeping, because I know right, you're right. In, you're, in, <laughs> you're in grad school. So let let us know what is a day in the life of Alante look like.
1: Sure. I mean, um, I, I'm right now. I'm at my desk. So typically, I got a, a really great planner. I've been using since I was working at Wayne called Panda Planner. And I got a Panda Planner. Like, you got a Panda Planner?
0: Yeah, I yes. was on, I ain't, yeah, it's not on my desk right now, but I definitely yeah. got one. Just got a new one
1: yeah mine's like not within reach right now but it's a great planner it kind of has you know three positive things three it's very quick with the positive but it puts me in a good mindset and so I use my panda planner most days um, and then I live and die by Pomodoro so that's 25 minutes working five minute break um, I layer that I do a lot with this thing called focus mate uh, so focus mate is a online co-working community, like website I have my own community within it um, and so I work with people who are in the scholar circle, um, I exist in co-working. So I pretty much work in two and a half blocks, and then take like an hour break, eat, walk around, get some sunshine, run an errand. Mm. Then I do I do about three or four two and a half hour blocks a day. Talk to my mama, eat some food somewhere in there, maybe do some gro- do some groceries or put some dishes away, fold some clothes, mm. or watch some TV. You know, I mean, it's very regular, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> Like typically, my last co-working session is with the Scholar Circle, and so I spend time with them. It's like a big group of us that get online and work together for like two hours. So that is pretty much day in, day out uh,
0: for Monday through Friday. And tell tell me more about the co-working sessions because uh, yeah. that's something I've, I've considered because I work better in those type of spaces. So like, how how do you use those?
1: So, like I said, I use FocusMate. FocusMate is like a, it's like what, well, focusmate.com, and you just, it's like five bucks a month for unlimited sessions, and you work at 50 minute sessions with people. Um, then I have my own moderated co working community, like for graduate women, women in graduate school. And so we meet Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, and Thursday mornings, and we work together. But essentially, it's someone on the computer with you, you say what you're gonna do for that hour or that time you check in at the end and it keeps you accountable and i also still work with other people like i have a 8 a.m writing buddy on wednesdays i got 9 a.m on tuesdays like i write i structure myself with accountability i know that's Mm. how i flourish and so um essentially as long as i have someone i have to meet with i'm gonna show up and get the work done and if i if I BS a half hour, I'm gonna admit it, but it's gonna make me notice, oh crap, I BS the half hour, I need to like get focused for the next half hour. So it's a lot of positive feedback um, to me, at least in my opinion, to help me get things done.
0: Dope, I like that, I'm gonna have to get out to try. Yeah, it's great. And how do you focus her and recharge? Like, how do you get uh, motivated so that you don't get ran into the ground with everything that's going on or too consumed by it?
1: Yeah, so I work out, like, I work out four times a week, like, and I'm again very structured. <laughs> I have seven p.m. trap cycling on Mondays. Me and my homegirl walk out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then me and my friend who um, she's in she's also a joint PhD student um, in another program at CMU. We go for walks on Sundays, so I like have that social. Structure as well. Like I cycle every Monday, so I know most of the people in my class. I work out my homegirl, work right walk with my other friends, so I'm able to do the social things at that time, um, you know. And then. Prior to the pandemic, I probably was in Detroit like every eight weeks, (laughs) frankly. I would just, it's four hours from Pittsburgh, it's not even that far. So I'll Mm -hmm. just drive home, kick it for the weekend, see all my friends, you know, get some social time in, um, and then come back. So that's, I use traveling as a way between sprints. I typically do about eight, six to eight week sprints at any given time. Um, And then it's kind of like butted with a trip.
0: I like that. I like that. Definitely, uh, going back home is uh, it helps rejuvenate me too. Yeah. Uh, just to be around your people, just to you know feel love and just do the things that you kind of used to or that you miss not being at home. Cause I don't I don't live in the city right now myself. Uh, right. I haven't technically lived in the city in three almost going on four years now. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's refreshing. It's definitely mm-hmm. refreshing. Now, I got that out the way. Time for my favorite section, Freestyle Friday. <laughs> And what i 'm going to do is I am going to put on a random beat, and uh-huh. i need you to I need you to do i need you to do what you can oh Jesus i need at least <laughs> I need at least sixteen I might take oh. It's oh, not
1: my skill set but okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: i pre- I appreciate you being willing to try, but you don't have to wrap it all uh freestyle okay. Friday is actually a random assortment of questions that i 'm going to ask you they are all about you so you can't get them wrong okay. uh, and then i just my only rules is that you answer every question and you answer honestly. Bet I can do that. And then we'll do the freestyle afterwards okay. when I put on the beat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to hit you with a hard hidden question right off the bat. I'm not, you know, sure. no, I'm, taking, I'm taking the gloves off. Okay. Would you rather be black or would you rather be a graduate student? And I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> right, black, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that was the first question that came to my mind I, like, I got to ask her that. I got to yeah. ask her that. <laughs> but I, I'm glad I, I we're on the same page. So yes. perfect. <laughs> Definitely more benefits, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you had to change your name to anything else besides what it is right now, yeah. you legally got to change your name or they're going to exile you from the planet, what would you change your name to?
1: I got to change my name. Oh, man. Um... First, I'm
0: going to make it tougher, first and last.
1: First and last, oh lord! My mama just joined too. Mom, I love my name. Uh, probably like Alexis, cause it's not too far off. And then my last name would be Light, which is my grandmother's maiden last name.
0: I like that. I yeah. like that. Uh, all right. Very important question to Black Fridays and Black okay. Fridays community. Um, you're from Detroit. I'm from yeah. Detroit. What side you from? I'm from the, ooh, I'm from all over for real, for real. But I claim mm. the East side. Yeah, I'm from all mm. over though. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on Black Fridays. This was a great interview. <laughs> Gonna wrap it up early. No, I'm messing with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm from I'm from the West side, but I, yeah. of course my people grew up on the East, so definitely got love for the East and a bunch of my homies over there too. Uh mm-hmm. but what is your what is your Coney order? You pulling up to the Coney, you came back home mm-hmm. for the weekend to, yeah. to get some love. What's your Coney? ordered.
1: Man, it's actually a breakfast order. It's says breakfast sandwich with a croissant with the egg, cheese on it, with the pickle on the side and the orange
0: juice. Wow. That
1: is my go to, like when I'm home at the Coney Island
0: on the east side. I try to tell people forget <laughs> Waffle House, forget I have forget all of that. yeah Island breakfast. You will get everything yeah. you need for six seventy four. Exactly. <laughs> you get <laughs> exactly. everything you need for for a little to no money. Coney Island breakfast, undefeated. So, appreciate that. Uh, If you were a professor and you had to teach a subject, what would you teach? And then, bonus, you cannot teach what you're studying right now. Oh,
1: ooh, okay, okay. If I had to teach and it was not this, I would teach like... reality t v shows like the science of real of black reality t v like that would be i dope. love <laughs> reality t v like so much dope. almost, so I think that would be another area of expertise that I could discuss in class
0: so now i gotta ask you what are your shows because people don't mm. believe me when I tell them this, but I am a huge reality t v fan, and what drew good. me in, I grew up watching the real world, so that of that's course. what got me in first real yeah. world road rules, all those shows that they had together. But then when I got back to, kind of fell off, when I came back to it, it was watching uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yeah, the first uh, season of that, it got me hooked <laughs> and it, it drew me back in and I fell into the, the multiverse. So what's uh-huh. your uh, what's your reality <laughs> TV show?
1: Well, I'm definitely in the Housewives multiverse. Like I've been watching, I have literally watched every season of Housewives of Atlanta and Potomac, you know, Married to Medicine, I watched all of that. Uh, and I literally, yesterday, I watched the entire season three or four of Ready to Love that's on OWN. hmm Surprisingly good. And I'm currently watching Too Hot to Handle. So I'm kind of right now, like, really into dating shows, which typically okay. isn't my vibe. But they've been really good. It's so in interesting.
0: Vegas. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, Love is Blind. Craziest, craziest, craziest Did you watch reality? Reunion? Of course, it was a mess. Yes, yeah, it was. It was a mess, and uh, I'm trying. I'm fighting the urge to watch Jocelyn's Cabaret, but it seems like great TV.
1: Double homicide. That was <laughs> enough to get me in, so I need to see it. <laughs> you
0: wanna, it. you wanna hear something funnier? She from Detroit. Yeah. The girl. The girl who said Double Homicide is from Detroit, and that's a very Detroit thing to say.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sort of sense. Okay. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Shout out shout out to Reality TV. If y'all watch Reality TV, put y'all shows in the comments for yes, sure. I want to know what everybody watching. I might be missing out on some. Um, this should be tough, too. What's your favorite song, album, or artist of all time? And then also I want to know currently. Currently, what's your vibe and of all time? Well, sure. You don't have to answer all three. It could be okay. one of the three, but you know. Okay.
1: But one of my favorite albums that I can listen to like any given time and really make me happy, it's going to be a little obscure for some, is Kid Cuddy's A Kid Named Cuddy. Like, that was like my sophomore year of college, and mm-hmm. I loved that album. Specifically, the song Pillow Talk is like one of my faves. Um, and then right now, I'm very much so into the alternative RB. Uh, mm-hmm. vibe. So there's this song called When I'm In Your Arms by Cleo Soul. I can play that like back to back. This girl, I don't even know her name. The song is called For Gerard. That song's really cute. Uh, Took Her to the O by King Von D is also on rotation in my playlist. Uh, and I'm trying to think what else. That I'd be like no, I need to hear this again and again and again right now. Um I like Say So by PJ Morton and then uh what's that girl? Jojo. I like that song too. But I don't know if I'll put that in my top five. I mean top ten though. No. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I've been kinda slacking on my music lately. I'm not even gonna hold you. Uh what else have I been listening to? I got like a twenty twenty-one playlist. <laughs> <laughs> so I will gave you them three. I don't know. The okay. Four and
0: five. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. I think I, I definitely I'm a big R and B head, alternative, classic, all that. I like love R and B so. Probably, and I don't know if he's, he probably more hip hop than R&B, but like Blast, I love, I like his okay, music. Sure. I've been listening to him a lot lately, but then uh, also I've been more so on the the trap end. So it really not okay. like either I'm, li- I'm into the trap, hardcore D-trap, Detroit trap, Atlanta, or yeah. I'm like, you know, on the R&B side, but, uh, Low baby and low dirt. That's that's what I've been listening to a lot of, and, and uh four, two Doug. Listening okay, yeah, yeah, I know
1: Fortune Doug. Just a little bit, you know.
0: Yeah, my thirty, my thirty plus is showing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What's the <laughs> this this? Uh, yeah, I, I'm starting to realize I gave you a because uh, I it's tough for me to answer a lot of these myself. But this one right here, <laughs> I need to know what's the okay. biggest what's the biggest finesse you ever pulled off.
1: Ooh, get into grad school. What you mean? <laughs> get into Carnegie Mellon, <laughs> honey. I got here, and I called mom. I'll never forget. I, I didn't like. I did not do. I go off of like fit as far as what I want to do, right? Not right. about prestige or anything like that. And so, right. high key. And when I say this, I'm not saying it as a flex. I'm saying it is like I'm surprised too. The place I got my master's from, number one engineering program for my department in the country. Didn't know it till I got there. Then I got here. uh, CMU's College of Engineering is top five. And then they just got a lot of money. Like I called my mama, like the, they don't even have a real soccer team. This is an intramural soccer team and they clothes match at a I played college volleyball. I was a college ath- student athlete and we didn't have matching clothes. <laughs> uh, matching <laughs> practice clothes. Said, this place got long money. So I would say that is probably my biggest <laughs> finesse today.
0: Okay. That's that. We'll take that. Yeah. That, make, that makes sense to me. I All mean, right. uh, thinking about that. It definitely was a finesse when I got into my program, for sure, yeah. and and how I navigated it, because even once I got in, it was not a ton of resources uh, for for us to um, excel at the next level. So getting out yeah. of there, getting a job, what we all come there for, and, mm-hmm. you know, elevating from where we were previously wasn't a ton of resources. So, yeah, I had to put that Detroit to work. I had to put that Good. West Side to work and, and go in there and uh, get out and accomplish the mission, for As sure. you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh so you lived a few different places what mm-hmm. is your favorite lingo that you've picked up from these different places
1: nothing beats home nothing beats home i feel <laughs> like detroit's still the best like I, and I feel true. yeah like there was nothing in north carolina that was just like so amazing and then i've also lived in very obscure places so mm-hmm. champagne giving me nothing in pittsburgh they say yens and some other weird stuff here so nothing here I I have gathered nothing so I say Detroit got the best lingo <laughs>
0: I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. We don't get yeah. enough credit for our for our swag and our lingo. But uh, like when I was in Florida, I used to say my baby to people, and they're like, "Who, who you talking to? Like, what, right. what what you talking about?" So, and then I said bold one time to some of my friends uh, from the DMV, they did not know. They're like, "What, what do you mean?" And I had to right. literally like break it down what it's bold right. meant. So yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with you. But I, yeah. I think I think one thing I probably picked up is uh, in Florida jit. They use, they say jig. Okay, for sure. So, yeah, right. I I probably I like I I keep that one in my pocket for sure. Yeah. And uh everybody that's watching, go ahead and put some applause, put some type of celebration emoji in the comments. You successfully passed Freestyle Friday, so thankful mm. for that. yeah uh, and, and then if I could get back into uh just a couple of more business related questions. Yes. Uh, as far as the, the essence of Black Fridays, why do you feel like it's important to support our black business owners, Black professionals, Black creatives and so forth.
1: Man, I mean, because who else has our voice and our experience than us? Um, And I think that also I think that's why I've always been the one to support like black owned businesses. Also like for real, for, I was raised like that. Like I grew up going to like black everything. Like that is literally how I grew up, especially, you know, being from a place like Detroit, black doctors, black, what well, anything I needed pretty much we could find at a black owned business. So I will say that that started with like my foundation, but now that I'm an adult and I've decided to continue in this path, you know, I think that, um, I, drew, I, I genuinely believe that like God calls us to different parts of his people. Like I, now that I'm at this point with black in the grad school, when things happen, I really be like, no, like really God called me to serve his people in this space on this journey. Right. And so I think that God calls us and I want to support and pour into other indi- individuals where God has called them to serve in, in their purpose. Right. And so if there's any way I can support it, I'm happy to do it, um and so that has been kind of my approach, and even when we're figuring things out because we don't have as many resources financially, professionally whatever to provide services, providing grace when things are not perfect, right, so that someone has an opportunity to grow and to be better um and to get to really where they've been called right so mm-hmm. that is kind of my thinking behind why it's important for me, and I just think it's dope like so many things are like smell better feel better taste better you know that come mm-hmm. from um someone who's put a lot of love into it versus a, a company um that is just trying to make money and so i really appreciate that personal touch as well
0: phenomenal phenomenal we we love to see it uh mm-hmm. and then what about podcasting anybody that's thinking about doing a podcast yeah. uh what advice would you give to them
1: just start make sure it at least sounds decent you know you can go on amazon and spend less than a hundred dollars on a decent mic and put some pillows up it doesn't have to be complicated that's the beautiful thing about podcasting I, only thing i would invest in literally is a mic you know what i'm saying like get a mic so it sounds good and then start to share your story and i always tell people when they do ask me about podcasting i say record 10 like Five to ten episodes before you ever release anything, because mm-hmm. it's going to take you a minute to kind of get your flow, figure out your segments, and all those things. Um, and so that gives you a chance to like be more creative and think about it versus worrying about people listening to it. So that, that those are my like kind of two pieces of advice I typically offer people
0: when they're deciding to start their podcast. Uh, where where can the good people find you if they want to tap in and listen to the podcast? They want to learn more about what you're doing. How can people reach you?
1: Oh, for sure, no. Please follow me on Black and Grad School. That is where I'm at pretty much all the time. Um, I'm there. Same on Twitter, same for the website. If you go just search on your podcast provider, whatever you have, BLK plus sign black and in grad school will show up. And, um, right now I'm sharing like some really great episodes about community building. So if you're heading to grad school or if you're like in your process or in your program and looking for the next semester, of, like I want to make more friends. I want to like meet more people and make networking connections. I think right now would be really ideal. Um, a really ideal kind of like series for you. So, yeah, find me over there and I love to talk to people in my DMs. I really do. I pretty I respond
0: to everybody, so you might you might want to make a clarifying statement about that because you you might want to make a clarifying statement (laughs) yeah hit me up in the dms
1: for like conversation about grad school and laughing my memes and honestly i approach everyone with a business approach in my dms anyway so it wasn't gonna be that exciting for you
0: no (laughs) way alante this was great i'm very appreciative for you for you being on the uh the show today love the platform love everything you. that you're working on uh, love the energy love the vibes uh, and yeah keep it going for sure we're rooting for you and uh, definitely want to make sure that we support so everybody go check out the podcast episodes are dope all on the uh, on her website so you can see that on her page and then um, also just make sure you uh, like you said reach out you want to talk about grad school you want to talk about uh, the things that you're working on be sure to do so uh, and yeah this, this was amazing so definitely yeah. appreciate you
1: Thank you, Dizzy. I appreciate you. Talk to you later.
0: All right. Talk to you later, and everybody else. I'll see y'all later as well. Bye. All right.